Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. Hello and welcome to this episode of Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. My name is Sarah. I'm a travel junkie, carpool karaoke fan, and crazy about driving with the top down. And my name is Jonathan, tech geek, fan of fun facts, and speed freak with cars and the internet. And today on the podcast, we're talking about one of the most classic BMW cars, the BMW 3 Series. Now, for many customers, it's the ultimate BMW and truly is the face of the brand. There are few cars in the world that have such a long model history, spanning seven generations by now and no end in sight. Few cars have had as many model generations, such as the VW Golf, the Corvette, and the Toyota Crown. Yeah, the BMW 3 Series is one of the most beloved classics among fans, and rightfully so. For six generations, the 3 Series has encapsulated the spirit of its times. The year 2019 marked the start of a new seventh chapter in the illustrious history of the 3 Series. So journey with us through time, space, and design from 1975 to the present. Beginning with the first generation. Picture it. The year is 1975. Jaws was selling at movie theaters and breaking box office records worldwide. Youngsters wore bell-bottoms and platform shoes, and the miniskirt was still the height of fashion. At Munich's Olympic Stadium, the first BMW 3 Series was unveiled to the world. The design was the brainchild of Paul Brack, BMW Director of Design from 1970 to 1974. It laid the foundation for a story of success that's continued to this day. Now, the first generation of the BMW 3 Series was famous for its distinctive profile. It had a raised tail section and a crease line along the body. The rear section wasn't to everyone's taste, especially the part between the taillights. And only a few months after the start of production, the designers added a black plastic trim to the rear. And that seemed to make everyone happy. The first models in the range were a sedan and the legendary Bauer Top Cabriolet from 1977 to 1982. The Stuttgart-based company Bauer was in charge of the transformation of 4,595 3 Series into convertibles, which featured a rollover bar and fixed roof frame. Top down, without a care in the world. <laughs> I love it. Now, one innovative design feature of the first generation was the dashboard that was angled towards the driver. Now, this was so popular that it became a standard feature in all BMW models. Talk about a trendsetter. Other design details, um, such as the short overhang at the front, um, the double kidney grille, the crease line along the body, the twin headlamps found on several models, and the Hofmeister kink at the C-pillar have lived on as stylistic features in subsequent generations. Wowzers. Oh, and the internal development code for the first generation was E21, followed by E30 for the second generation, and so on. So you know what's happening when we refer to the following generations by their E-numbers as well. All right, now let's skip on over a couple years to the second generation, which came out in 1982. Answering machines, microwaves, and VCRs became standard appliances in many households. 
And the first video games like Pac-Man reached mainstream, and I was a huge fan, while rock songs like Eye of the Tiger topped the charts. And in Morocco, the second generation of the 3 Series, with the internal code E30, was unveiled. The key innovation? Seven different variants, with sedan-oriented styling dominant in all versions. In 1982, the new 3 Series was launched as a two-door sedan, and the four-door sedan was available from September 1983 onwards. All of the second-generation models produced had series-standard twin headlights, a design feature that was to be included in every 3 Series generation from then on. The E30 convertible and the first BMW M3 models followed just two years later in 1984. The M3, boasting performance of up to 238 horsepower, allowed BMW to take part in the German Touring Car Championship. As a so-called homologated model, the M3 was approved by motorsport authorities to compete in races. So they definitely took it from the road to the racetrack. <laughs> and simultaneously, there was the Touring Hobby Project. Now, having started life as a prototype built by BMW employee Max Reisberg, the first Touring was added to the series in 1987. Now, Reisberg wanted to take his family on vacation, but found that the trunk of his 3-series sedan lacked the space he needed for all of their luggage. As a trained bodywork engineer, Reisberg cut the C column and shifted it to the rear, thereby creating the first ever station wagon offered by BMW. Perfect for families and an amazing example of innovation. Okay, let's go on to the third generation and getting back into our time machine. We're blasted forward to where wide leg jeans and flannel shirts were all the rage. The year is 1990. Boy bands were in their heyday thanks to the success of groups like Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block. Even I had posters of New Kids on the Block in my bedroom when I was a kid. And families could suddenly use a modem to go online. Welcome, everyone, to the 90s. I remember remember that sound. (laughs) Totally, totally. Oh, my God. It's unimaginable nowadays. So the third generation of the BMW 3 Series, or E36, represented one of the most significant design advances in its history to date. So the formal language was much more coupé-oriented with the strongly sloping A-line and C-line. The angle of the roof now had a clear downward incline. And the third-generation vehicles were also notable for the twin headlamps installed beneath a shared glass cover. Yeah, the E36 comprised the widest range of body styles to date, so there were eight variants to be exact. We've got the sedan, coupe, convertible, touring, and uh, the M3. So the M3 is a sedan, coupe, or convertible. Add on top of that, we've got a compact hatchback. Oh, yeah. The compact represented something brand new in the range. This new variant was launched in March 1994 as a more compact three-door hatchback option. Yeah, so while the front of the vehicle was no different from the other models, the rear end had a unique design. It was 22.5 centimeters shorter than the coupe, 
And, you know, the compact was really well-received, moving from a standing start to become the model with the third highest sales behind the sedan and the coupe. Amazing. Keeping on innovating with the 3 Series. So with the fourth generation, it was in 1997 that the blockbuster movie Titanic broke cinema records. And suddenly, piercings and tattoos had become commonplace, while text messaging became an everyday mode of communication. And the comet Hale-Bopp shifted the world's focus up into the night sky. The year 1997 also saw the launch of the fourth generation of the BMW 3 Series, or E46. And just as before, the sedan was the first model to be released, followed by the coupe, convertible, touring, compact, and M3. And for the first time, significant styling differences were evident within the range, with the coupe, convertible, and compact models each having their own language of form. Beautiful. Particularly with its profile, the E46 reinterpreted elements of BMW sedan design. The three-box design was retained with its clear delineation between the hood, passenger compartment, and trunk. However, the whole greenhouse, or in other words, the windshield, the rear and side windows, the pillars separating them and the car's roof, that's the greenhouse, that was all redesigned. Yeah, and this is where things get interesting. Seen from the side, the profile of the roof was given a more pronounced curve. This created more headroom for the passengers in back. And as luck would have it, the new design changes were a success. With more than 3.2 million units sold, the fourth generation of the BMW 3 Series is the top-selling BMW model of all time. So, everybody, are you ready for the fifth generation? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well... That's when Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was the highest-grossing movie. The charts were dominated by 50 Cent, Mariah Carey, and Gwen Stefani. YouTube story of success begins. The year is 2005. And at that year's Geneva Motor Show, BMW unveiled the fifth generation of the 3 Series, which just one year later was awarded the title of World Car of the Year. Wow. Now, the design of the fifth generation was also quick to evolve, as for the first time, the variants followed their own paths. The coupe and convertible models, for example, now moved in quite different design directions. Yeah, and talk about a fusion like no other. The BMW M3 sedan grew out of a fusion between the two designs. The design involved an unprecedented combination of a front section based on the coupe's front end and a tail section derived from the sedan. Stunning. Now, let's move on to the sixth generation. It is 2011. Game of Thrones began its march of triumph on screens around the world, and Adele won six Grammys. Meanwhile, the BMW 3 Series went electric with its sixth generation, the F30. So, for the first time, the range of engines included hybrid options the Active Hybrid 3, followed by the 330EI Performance. Now, all of the engines were also turbocharged. The design was an evolution of its predecessor being more strongly aligned with that of the larger BMW 5 Series. And one striking detail was that the headlamps now connected to the kidney grill. Yeah, and at the same time, the sixth generation had also evolved in terms of its size. 
with the launch of a longer Gran Turismo version. The new variant added a coupe roof profile to the sedan and featured a longer wheelbase. The benefit, especially for passengers in the rear, was greater leg and headroom. Great for those people that are just a little bit taller. Definitely. Also, individual styling was given greater emphasis. So in line with the spirit of the times, customers were free to customize the equipment spec, choosing from a wider range of materials, colors, and fabrics. There were now three other trim levels available besides the familiar M Sports package. The modern line, the sports line, and the luxury line. Plus, and Jonathan, this is a biggie, two of the three series models were renamed as four series. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, spinning off the coupe and convertible models to create a new series was something that had already been a topic of discussion 20 years ago at the time of the third generation, the E36. And with the sixth generation, it became reality. While the sedan, touring, and Gran Turismo remained under the BMW 3 Series label, the convertible, coupe, and the new Grand Coupe formed their own family, the BMW 4 Series. Wow. Talk about innovation. It just keeps on going. So now we're going to talk about the seventh generation. So Google's AI assistant can now make real phone calls and schedule appointments, Avengers Infinity War comes to the big screen, and construction on the Jeddah Tower, set to be the world's tallest building, is well underway. Yep, we've made our way up to 2018, and what then does the future hold for the BMW 3 Series? This newest generation is ushering in a new design language for BMW. A striking feature is a kidney grille that is wider than its predecessor and visually integrated into the design. And at the same time, the seventh generation upholds the design tradition of the earlier BMW 3 Series models, as recognizable elements like short overhangs, twin headlamps, and crease lines clearly show, this is definitely a 3 Series. And there you have it, everyone, the seven generations of the BMW 3 Series, from 1975 to the present. That is the evolution of how this classic car came to be. Wow. I wonder what the next generation will have in store for us. Yeah, Jonathan, that'll be the eighth generation, which is truly remarkable. Indeed. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Changing Lanes. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to our podcast to get all future episodes. And to dive deeper into all things BMW, head on over to BMW.com to learn more. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jonathan. And this has been Changing Lanes. See you next time. 